I'll go to cool.com. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing show. Finally. I'm your host, Finally Jick. And I'm your host, uh... Uh, I don't, I don't have a clever synonym for finally riff. Ultimately riff. Ultimately riff. There you go. Thank you. And last, and probably least, hot uh, stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's so sad. No. You're, you're everyone's favorite. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Everyone who ever bothers saying who their favorite is says it's you. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I believe I have heard one person say that I'm their favorite, and one person say that riff is their favorite, and everybody else is just. Uh, trying to uh, get close to us, so <laughs> trying to be they polite, can rub off on you, rub mm. up against you. Mm. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the idea of KOL fans <laughs> rubbing off on me. <laughs> oh, uh, do you? It's been a really long time. Yeah, yes. how long has it been? Uh, it has been. We, I think the last show we recorded was in February. Okay, so it was uh, after uh, Avatar of West of Loathing was released. I believe so. But before the item of the month that is almost out of the store. Yes. Um, I, I went on a little trip and then I went on a, a series of shorter trips back and forth between my bed and the toilet <laughs> for about 10 days. And, uh, we're and finally... you're feeling better now? Yeah, it's not. I'm still not right. Hmm. I, I had a I had a little... Uh, had a little aftershock after having a meal that was mostly weird cheese. Okay. I think that my uh, my ability to digest dairy is maybe not up to snuff. What it could be. I went to the doctor. I, this is a this is the podcast where we talk about pooping. Um, <laughs> I went to the doctor because it had been like two weeks, and he was like, "All right, yeah, well, it had what been you're two weeks since you had pooped." Yeah, he was like, "You're what you're describing is you're in the post infectious phase of a <laughs> you're in <laughs> of uh, of a of a stomach, you know, some kind of intestinal bug." The post infectious right? like, state. Yeah, because I had, I had gone to Mexico and I was worried that like I had gotten something. He was like, "Well, if it was food poisoning, it would have happened after twelve hours. If it was a parasite, it wouldn't have shown up for weeks or months. This you just have." a flu or something. Oh, huh. and you had a flu and now a flu that you didn't even notice. Well, hmm? like a flu that you didn't notice. Well, except it, for it have like not being able to leave the bathroom. Oh, when you went to the doctor because it had been so long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I had been going sorry. on for so long. I, I like, thought, I thought like the only thing that he was saying, like, all of the stuff that you're just describing is like some weird aftershock from some. No, 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 no. That, that I that what I had experienced with like I was at okay. the point where I was no longer sick, but I'm dealing with the fallout because like you lose everything in your guts, and so you just have to re-establish the like mm. colonies of foreign organisms that allow you to digest normal food. Right. And if you try it, you suddenly feel better, and you're really hungry, so you just eat the way that you used to, but it doesn't work. And I'd like never gotten a stomach flu before. So this is like the first time that that's... Yeah, I don't I don't think huh. that I've, like... Have you ever gotten food poisoning? No, I, I would not. Like, well, so A, I think that that term doesn't really mean anything. Like, In my I've, there are specific I've had what foodborne I would, illnesses that you can get, right? But like... I would, so I have had what I would call food poisoning twice. And both times it was a roughly 24-hour period where I basically couldn't leave the bathroom. Hmm. And stuff just coming out of both ends, like. Eh. I, I've maintained my like, I think fifteen years of not throwing up. Wow, I think so. It was just, it was just, uh, yeah, yeah. It was just butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I was into for those ten or twelve days, um, and like trying to drink a lot of water 
and which just makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the stuff of life. Sure. The staff, it's the staff of life. Um, but I started eating uh, this like vegetable sushi. The doctor was just like, just eat vegetables. He was like, like you need to like not don't have anything that's high in protein, fat. Don't have any dairy, and avoid gluten. And I was like. I'm not doing that. Like, there's nothing <laughs> li- like I can't think of a single thing that I would eat, <laughs> like, which is not entirely true. He was like, the gluten, eh. like, d- did a little hand wavy, like, this is probably bullshit. I don't know why it's on this sheet. I'm like, okay, thanks. I like, maybe we're a little bit on the same page now. It was the most San Francisco doctor's office I've ever oh, yeah? seen. It- Waiting room lit entirely with Edison bulbs. Okay. And those are like the like artisanal things where you like see artisanal filament. incandescent bulbs. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and there was like a, there was like a rustic, uh, like wheeled cart with a bunch of mason jars on it and a little water dispenser Ugh. for you to, to have a mix. It was, it was seriously just yeah. like, it was like a San Francisco a, restaurant, except it was the lobby of a doctor's a office. A doctor's office should not be serving drinks in jars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Ah. Uh, I, I would have been so cooler. happy with the specimen, like if they had been specimen cups. Yeah, that would have been, you know, that thing at Artisanal the exploratorium where cups. there's the drinking fountain that's a toilet, right? And no one will drink out of it. I, I'll drink out of it. I don't care. It's like this is the whole point of this is that it shouldn't bother you, but it does. Sure. What if it was actually? What if that drinking fountain was actually just a toilet that you had to lap? Ninety nine point nine percent of exploratorium guests are not willing to lap the brown liquid out of this toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just reach in there and see what you get. Me and Wes, yeah, that'll be it. You got a fetish. Um, so I have uh, we have a little bit of extra time uh, owing owing to uh, studio freedom, and I wanted to. Uh, what I was trying to do was solve this issue that we've had recently, where we just don't get through very many questions. Oh. They pile up and they pile up and they pile up. And so what I have done is I have added an additional sort to the the podcast questions. What sort of sort? idea? Length of question. Oh. So Clever. I think if we start doing that, if we, if we regularly do this, we'll do the, all the short questions, all the short questions, we will then encourage people to send in questions that are brief and concise and short and show up. The only problem that I have with this theory is that a short question does not necessarily mean a short answer. That's sure. That's true. <laughs> Someone might it, ask why. <laughs> interestingly, April 29th, 2014, Storm Dragon asked the fourth shortest question, who is the gun run? Oh. And what is about to happen is going to remind us a lot of the gun run <laughs> because the gun run is a guy who is currently, uh, he's, his name is Justin Ignacio. He's a, he's a sort of a, an important well, dude at twitch.tv. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And everybody knows that. Yeah, uh, he's he's a, he's his he's whole, a big deal. His whole life is broadcast everywhere. Yeah. But he was uh, when he was uh, when he was young, when he was in like yeah, juniorish high, <laughs> something you know, one of those highs. Uh, he used to he used to be a, a fan of the KOL podcast. Not that he isn't anymore, but he was a sort of a super fan of the KOL podcast. And he used to send us these lists of a hundred rapid fire questions, lightning rounds, which we would occasionally do the gun run lightning round, where we would just answer a hundred questions without reading the questions. Yes. That was the. We would sometimes later post the questions so that people could reconstruct it, but it, it was not. it was a lot of fun for us, not a lot of fun for the listeners. I I imagine, but I, um, the idea of 
everybody just answering a question without and you having to like th- imagine what you th- you think the question is is kind of a fun game, right? Vinny B on August 14th, 2014 wrote sad face emoji. So that was the shortest question. Yeah, I wonder what uh, I wonder what Vinny B was sad about. Quine writes Pip Boy item of the month. This was released. This was sent July 24th, 2014, well in advance of uh, Riff and I spending a bunch of time playing Fallout 4. What do you think of what do you think a Pip Boy item of the month would do? Well, it's a watch, so it would be plus adventures at rollover. Yeah. Um, it could give you a mini map of KOL. That's true. I mean, basically, it could just be it would just be the UI. Okay, it loads in the main pane a drawing of a Pip Boy with a frame <laughs> that just has the mobile KOL interface in it. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. So it's That's like, all right, this Pip Boy is where you keep track of your inventory. This <laughs> this just actually seems like a gag that replaces like if you have this equipped, it replaces <coughs> game.php with the mobile version. What about uh, a mobile app or app-ish thing that uh, was your KOL inventory on a on a tablet that you had just next to your computer. Like I've seen I have seen a bunch of people okay, I've seen a handful of people playing Fallout 4 with the app that is your like mini like that is your Pip Boy. Right? Oh, the yeah. thing I mean it would have to on if, a tablet. You'd have to we'd have to make it so you can log in on multiple devices at once, which you currently it's can't. Probably a bad idea. Um Yeah, I mean wh- I don't know how you would hook that up. Yeah, it's, I, don't know. I mean, it's probably possible, but, you know, being able to have, here's, here's what you do. You, you get, you pretend that you get a second monitor and you pretend that it's a tablet and you just have another browser window open. That's just always on your oh, inventory. Okay. Right. Sure. You can just write like you, you can, you can stencil the Apple logo on the back of your monitor so that, right. I mean, that's the main thing with a tablet you know, with an iPad is that you, you can hold it up and people can see the Apple logo and they know that you're cool. <laughs> right. Like, like Steve Jobs, 1955 to 2011. Um, Simon, uh, February 27th, 2015. I'm going to stop reading the dates. This is boring. Writes, touch your nose. Okay. Done. Easy. Rainbow Sparkles wrote, hey man, nice path. I'm assuming that you're talking about every path. So thanks. Sure. They are all pretty good. What do you think has been the path least taken? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. The path that generated the least resistance was <laughs> uh, the one where we just traced that lightning bolt. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Petro says, how do I sober up? Period. Question mark K. Wow. This person is in dire need of some sobriety. They've been drunk since January 7th, 2016. <laughs> uh you can just wait till the next day. That is the easiest way to sober up. Baz Brian writes, also, thank you for type 69. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. It's not called that. It's called standard restrictions. Uh, a lot of people have come around, I think. People that were not excited about it now see the wisdom of it and I think are enjoying things more. Yeah. Because I, of it. I, I, I agree. I, like, you know, I... You know, anybody who's listened to this show for any period of time knows that I'm the one who has the most doubt about any of my decisions. Um, but I feel like this one has paid off. Poisonous Spike says, any hints for trophy number 145? Um, I think there is a trophy in the list that is currently not acquirable. 
a new trophy yeah it was a future it was like a future proofing it was a it was a thing that's like "Ah, i'll probably make a trophy for something like this in the future but then i didn't ever do it hmm kuwerty says you guys should do an ama yeah that's a different thing now than it was the last time we did it and i have no idea if you can just like show up on a day and do one the way that you used to why is it a different thing it's like institutionally supported by Reddit in a way that it didn't used to be. And I don't know if that stops it from happening organically. Yeah, 145 is just blank in the KOL wiki. Uh, I mean, I know what it is. You do? Okay. Yeah, it's it's one that's not currently acquirable. Unless unless that's the not the only gap, in which case I don't know which of the gaps it is. Um, I... If we do a Kickstarter for West of Loathing, I will do, I'll do an AMA then. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Greenlight campaign. Those will, if we do both of those, I mean, we're definitely doing a Greenlight campaign, right? But if we do. Yeah, I think we're 99% sure we're doing Greenlight. Okay. So I don't know that we blow that load on the Greenlight campaign if we're sure that we're going to do a Kickstarter. Hmm. Right, because drawing attention to the Kickstarter is more advantageous. Like, I think we could just do some Facebook ads and get the Greenlight campaign to be successful, and like not actually have to actively promote it that much. Yeah, I hope so. Because um, I, I just don't think that Greenlight is that hard anymore. Yeah, I think um, that is that is likely true. But yeah, the, I definitely... the question is how many of our players, how many of our users are also Steam users? Yeah, and that might be a much smaller number than we realize right but how many of the like you know two hundred thousand people that we can put a facebook ad in front of for a couple hundred bucks are yeah probably more so yeah who knows um but yeah no i want to i i had uh i mean cordy i don't know if like there is an ama that i did right um i should find that and link to it somewhere um, it was a scully did one yeah scully did one too at least one yeah. um it was a few years ago but it got a lot of tra- i mean it hit the front page and it got a lot of like it was really active like it and you know i mean i like typing stuff into web forms so yeah. like and you're good at it i was heavily engaged <laughs> so there were a lot of a lot of questions and a lot of answers and, and i like that's a thing that i did years ago that i can look back at and think like yeah this is pretty funny i'm pretty proud of how I performed in this high pressure situation. I remember you went and got me Chipotle. I did. Cause I, I was like, ah, I'm going to keep doing this. This is fun. You're like, oh, I'm going to go get you some Chipotle. You said <laughs> the cheat. Uh, Zell 750 says cool new configurable menu. This was a comment from whenever a cool new configurable <laughs> menu rolled out. That's not really a question. Joy says, why can't we chat in slash Tundra? Is that the racetrack? I think so. You guys made it. Yeah. Uh, Because it's just for announcements. Uh, John Diaz says, trophy for fighting a tumbleweed? I don't know about that. I mean... That's kind of cool, though, because that's a a thing that you can do on purpose. Most people won't encounter it if they're not trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Build a Panther writes, Word Realms is a really good game. Build a Panther 
is wrong. I think it is possible that you are the one that is wrong. You think? <laughs> so maybe Alice maybe just a little bit biased. Alas594 says, how do you win Kingdom of Loathing? You don't. You just play it forever. And you just never like win, life. And you never lose. <laughs> yep. Can you not win life? Hamfish says, what is Hot Stuff's actual temperature? I'm feeling kind of warm right now, actually. 98.6. Judy Seagram wrote in uh, recently asking if... This is a this is a question that you will approve of. Okay. Stuff. If I could add years to <laughs> date readouts in uh, the clan log. Yes. Um, I just don't like putting years on things. It's weird. It's it is like a a thing that you have continually done ever since I've known you. Like dates are always just day and month. And this was fine when the project was less than a year old. <laughs> And or when when those when those dates were always on things that like refreshed fast enough that there was never any ambiguity. I guess there's always ambiguity if you go long, away long enough. Well, no, it. Not. Somebody comes to our front page. They don't know if they just ha- like if the announcements happen to be uh, recent or if they just happen to be like a year old or two years old that were on these dates. We but, should just start reposting like every announcement from every year like at, on this day like the announcements page day. should just be an on this day in history but not you've, say that just make it look K-O. like contemporary <laughs> yeah no i know the KOL wiki does that it's i'm saying cool we should just post those as though like without oh, saying these I, I are see. from history just say like oh hey we, we added a new store in town it's called the meat smith right uh ungawa says i have a question about the use of the word conceit do any of you remember the first time you heard it used when referring to an idea as opposed to someone being full of themselves i've honestly never heard it used that way outside of podcasts recorded in your studio the first time one of you said it i thought you just misspoke and meant concept then i started noticing it on your podcast and idle thumbs so i looked it up and found that usage is a valid definition i was wondering if it was a regional thing but my husband grew up in the bay area and he's never heard that usage either is that usage common in the video games industry i this is an interesting conceit. Yeah. I feel like for me, it came out of like literary criticism classes in college. Like it's a, it's a word used to describe a sort of axiomatic idea of a, of a, a piece of a work. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, and that makes it the sort of thing that I also would have learned in like art school. Meanwhile, this whole time, I, I've just been thinking you guys are just really conceited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Industrial Punk says, I really like the Avatar of West of Loathing character artwork. Anyway, we could get some Avatar potions. I love the snake oil or Avatar so much with that little snake. Anyways, thanks. Their heads are huge relative to other. And that, like, how would you get an... What would be the mechanism be for... For getting an Avatar potion? I Fighting one of them? I mean, there could be a there could be an okay corral... Where you fight your th- your own character class? No, you just fight. There's just six monsters, and they're a male. I see. A male cow puncher, a female cow puncher. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't know. Could Why you, would you go in there while you're in Avatar: What's the Living and just oh, be man. facing yourself? Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, man. It's like in that cave on Dagobah, <laughs> right? <laughs> it just gives you a Darth Vader avatar. One of you has a little Yoda on the back. No, no, Yoda didn't go in there with him. Sure. He had to face that by himself. Fine. 
Uh, Phil says, hi, Sam. Just a friendly reminder. It's been a while, and I'm sure you have other things on your mind, but it doesn't hurt. We still haven't gotten a new accomplishment from last Crimbo. Uh, otherwise, I'm enjoying the Witchess. The larger puzzles are unfortunately too big for my screen. This is a thing that people, a, a number of people have written in about. The, the Witchess puzzles, like all of KOL and unlike all the rest of the modern web, respect the zoom of the browser. So, like, you... This feature that no one ever uses because it doesn't work anymore. Like if you hit control and run your scroll wheel, you can shrink a large witch's puzzle down to fit in your in the, your window, no matter how small it is. And the it criticism I've heard of that is that uh, chat gets really small. It does, but so you it can. It's really hard to like do both. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's that. That was the like that is a criticism. Like I that's because I was like that's how I tested everything was just like zooming out or whatever. Um, I just scrolled around. Somebody and people were saying that they want the actual like the 11 by 11 game to just be smaller. I I thought about asking Chris to do that. We could probably just make a like a alternative view cuz it's Yeah, or like just a um just like a toggle like on the you know, a little thing in the corner of that screen where it'll just toggle it. A perma flag to just in browser just shrink everything by fifty percent without it looking like garbage. I, um, yeah. Nowadays, I mean, like, I feel like modern computers can do an okay job of downscaling images. I mean, you can't really count on it, but like, we built in a feature a few years ago that lets item icons run at half their size, and they're fine. You know. Okay. I mean, it's these, just, just these particular things. So if, if they didn't look good, we could always just make smaller versions that did look good. Yeah. Look um, acceptable, I guess. CD Moore really did a great job with the interface bits of this. This was a lot of, like, he had to tackle a lot of that uh, and just sort of yep. knocked it out of the park. No, it was good. You guys did great. I had a month off from working on items of the month and it made me so enthusiastic about this new one that's also done. That's and cool. I mean, it's almost done. It's I've got to put some numbers on things. Yeah, you got to put some numbers on things and I got to draw some, I got to put some pictures on things. But uh, anyway, Phil continues back in an old year in review show. I heard Jake mentioned that he couldn't even beat crazy a robot at Alice's army. So how is he with Witches? Well, I, I mean, I beat the witness, so I, I haven't actually played most of these puzzles, but I think I would do okay. There's some really fucking hard, There's some really ones. hard ones. Yeah. I imagine yeah, that I would, that I would, <laughs> like be inclined to give up on <laughs> i don't know if you've been reading the forum thread but somebody got to your like your sort of maze puzzle and they were like what what the fuck <laughs> it's not particularly interesting i was a little sad that you you made one like that uh because I, I feel like it takes a, a little bit away from the the final puzzle in the set but oh really oh is that not, last one actually really a puzzle I thought it was uh, just a, like a splash screen. No, no, that's an, that's that's actually in there. I didn't just. I didn't. Oh, just I didn't. No, I'm sorry. I, I, change it to something else. No, it's fine. No, people have on. already solved it. It's, I didn't. It's done. It's part of the canon yeah. now. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was like wrecking something. It's not. You weren't. It. It's fine. I like. I liked the idea of of the maze thing. I just. I was. I like. I tried to make one that was like really involved and mm. that it the game really chokes when it gets big mm. so. i wasn't super excited about and there was one puzzle that i made that i thought was that i thought was good and really strong you you told me you thought it was good and that oh. made me feel good but 
largely I would make something and you would be like, there's some trivial solution to this. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Kenopa says, hi, thanks for taking the time to read my question. Would it be feasible to make the LTNT itself more usable in run, hardcore in particular? Maybe there could be a non-combat way to resolve a telegram if you're in the correct Stataline class, like Clara would want to mist, Glenn would want to mox, etc. And a uh, and or a one-a-day mini telegram that follows the free fight theme of the last few items of the month, doable in hardcore. Maybe some one-dime consumables in the gift shop? I'm being told the boots and the three dimes for AWOL runners are the Ascension-relevant pieces, but the boots require multiple trips into the aftercore-intended telegrams uh, to customize uh, something that hasn't needed to be done before with more powerful equipment items of the month, such as the Ed piece or Pete's jacket. Well, the boots aren't meant to compete with previous equipment items of the month because that's all they were was the equipment, and these boots are just like a kind of a little boon on the side of them. I I do think that it was a little bit of a... I mean, not a misstep, but it was... It sucks that we couldn't make a charter that was, well, it would have been nice to roll this out with the path so that we could design the boss fights around the path Mm. mechanics rather than having to design them around the entire history of KOL's combat, which is what we did have to do, right? right? And so by making them hard... We made them like by making them tricky. We made them really hard. Um, and yeah, I get that it's frustrating. Like if you you know, like Marshall came back after both of them had been out. And he was like, "Oh, this this path and this item of the month. Like I must be supposed to play this stuff as these people. What the fuck? This is really really hard. And you know, it's probably impossible to do in hardcore as a low skill one of those classes. So right. it, that sucks that it's like that." <sighs> I, I do like the idea of the non-combat way to get around it. And if we had had more time, I probably would have considered that like just something that you could do if you went in there as one of the AWOL classes to just get around the boss fight. Um, Snubs McGee says, <clears throat> I'm always forgetting to equip my items that give effects at rollover. Is there any chance that we'll get items that give rollover effects through some more passive means? Something that we talk about in dev every once in a while is selling for like five uncle bucks a mannequin that you can put in your campsite and put gear on and then have the game just consider that to be your rollover gear. Hmm. Right. But that always ends up resulting in this ridiculous scope creep. That just makes me angry and I just walk away from it in disgust. There's problems with like there because some of the stuff that you want to deal with is like the cheese diaper or whatever, right? Like you want to charge that up or and then. Yeah. And so my my answer to that has always been. I would be fine with just getting rid of the charging mechanism for the cheese items and just making them all maximally enchanted versions of whatever they were. Right. Like this just got like you just don't have to do this anymore and you get all the benefits of it. Like, I don't think that anybody would be like pissed about that. Definitely make it a lot stronger or just the one that people For just the one with the rollover effect. Right. You know, um, but it's like people are like, well, but I would also want it to like if it like 
if somebody's PvPing you while you're away and there's like a contest that takes the gear into account and one of the things that's on your rollover mannequin is better than one of the things you're wearing, it probably ought to like pick whichever one's the best. And CD Moyer and I are both like, no. Yeah. You know, and then what happens if you, well, I mean, the way that I would want this thing to work is it's just a mannequin that has equipment slots and you put equipment on it. And that's it. That's what you, that's your role. And like, if you are wearing something, yeah, if, if you're you wearing a hat wrong, that has more adventures at rollover yeah. than what's on your mannequin, you should have put it on your mannequin. What if you get a mannequin and then you don't put anything on it? Do you not get any rollover benefit benefits from what you're wearing? I guess in that edge case, we could not do it. Also, what happens when you ascend? Like, do you have to, like, say, well, you need, like, custom outfits to put on your mannequin. And then they're going to want a bunch of custom outfits to put on your mannequin for whether you're PvPing or maybe two custom outfits is the number. Anyway, it's it's a thing where it's like, well, if it had been built with this in mind, we would have just figured out how these things worked one at a time as we figured out all the other shit. But as it stands now, it's like, here's a very simple idea that is not simple at all and is therefore probably never going to happen. Mathematical says, how come item of the month.php isn't linked to from the donation box of the login page? Eh, that's a good question. Hmm. Just like, see what's for sale this month. Just right. a link that says that. Deus Ex Machina says, what was your favorite dinosaur or otherwise prehistoric animal? Mine was a pteranodon. It was so cool that it could fly or at least glide, but whatever. Uh, I always like the one that looks like a turtle with a fist on its tail. I forget is what that Diplodocus? I thought Demetrodon uh, was the one with the diamond shape. Diplodocus is like the duck-looking one, I think. Ankylosaurus, maybe. No, that's the one with the spikes on its tail. <laughs> Man, I have no idea. <laughs> which, which is the one that looks more like a pole arm? <laughs> I don't get it. I, well, because they were just... They just all seem like weapons. One was a ma- mace and one was a flail. Oh, I see. I like the pterodactyl. That same thing seems pretty cool. And how could you not like raptors after seeing um, seeing them learn how to uh, attack children in Jurassic Park? That's true. I'm going to go to about.com's A Complete List of Dinosaurs. I just want pictures of dinosaurs. I want like a, like a, just a silhouettes of dinosaurs and what kind of dinosaur they are. That doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. I did not actually like dinosaurs that much when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I think I, I like, I mean, I was in high school when Jurassic Park came out, so I didn't get the dinosaur fascination from that. And when I was like a, a little kid, I was I had way more books about robots than I had books about dinosaurs. That was more what I was interested in. Ankylosaurus kind of looks like a turtle, but it, it's not the one with the mace on its tail. Ankylosaurus has spikes on its body, but not the tail. Is that, is that what you're thinking of, Riff? I have no idea. Dinosaur with mace tail. Well, Ankylosaurus. I think Ankylosaurus is the one that you're thinking of. Yeah, probably. The tail club is thought to have been used in, in defense against predators, or in 
dot 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 says the wikipedia summary from google oh huh oh mysteries uh, with Smith's is gone, says Deus Ex Machina, we don't have anything to help accordion thieves or turtle tamers with their buffs. Could you try to put a new accordion or totem into the next item of the month? Not the next one, but that's a good, uh, that's a good call for a, for a thing to, uh, pop onto something. Science314 says, I suggested this a while ago, but maybe you'd be more partial to it now. Can we please add an opt-in standard option for older paths? I'm going to be doing some picky runs for simplicity, but I still have tons of items of the month, and opt-in for standard restrictions would allow for a little less option paralysis. You could do it either for the standard settings at the time, 2012 to 2014, items for heavy rains, or you could so you could unofficially compete against the leaderboard, or according to the current restrictions, which would encourage players who prefer older paths to keep up to date with newer items of the month. Well, the way that standard, the way that any date restrictions work can't be a range. It always just has to be whether it's too old or not. So hmm. putting a forward limit on it wouldn't work without re coding everything that's currently coded to respect it. Um, Propping in, he continues, a player might be able to earn a much smaller bonus, like a 5 to 10% boost instead of the 50% boost from in-season, or even just a single instant karma, or not, simply having the option for no extra reward would still be nice. I mean, I don't... I don't hate that idea. I don't love adding another checkbox to the in, to the Ascension interface. Right. You know? it, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's pretty streamlined at this point. It's a little weird because I can the checkbox I can imagine is do you want standard restrictions? Yeah, and you're like, uh. <coughs> I mean, I get why some people would want it. I wonder if I would be willing to bring back Oxy, Sexy. And Teat, and Boostafarian leaderboards if I put standard restrictions on those paths. Do you think that, I mean, I don't think that like we took them away because they were very underplayed, right? Yeah. I don't think that's going to change just because you add more restrictions, right? Part of the problem is that we are dilute every, every three months we dilute the pool of paths to play by adding a new path. Yep. So bringing something back that that isn't just hugely popular is kind of a weird choice. Abby Will says, hi, guys. First, I wanted to let you know how much I've loved the witch puzzles so far. I've really enjoyed the cryptic tutorial, and I've had a lot of fun solving the daily puzzles. For me, they are the right level of being able to solve each spoiler free, but still remaining a continuous challenge. I know it's a minor issue, but do you think it might be possible to see the puzzles we've solved in the past? As far as I can tell, the daily puzzles are always ones I haven't yet solved, which is great, but it'd be nice to have a place to look back on the ones that I have already solved. I don't mean saving the solutions. I just mean being able to go and see and maybe solve the puzzle again. C.D. Moyer says that when you finish all of them... Uh, the situation changes such that you get the buff right away so you don't have to solve them, but then you get five random puzzles from the whole set, which isn't exactly what they're asking for, but it is a situation where you'll start to see old puzzles again. Um, I would also probably be okay with like a just a drop-down if you really wanted it. Or if you something. wanted to just play a single puzzle. Yeah. We'd I have to give them all names. I mean, they would just be numbered, I think. Nah, we'd have to give them all names. 
if you want to name them all off, it was hard enough to name 37 <laughs> yeah, tutorial would, puzzles. It would be pretty terrible. The, um, I mean, they could, the names could all just be fart number and then the number of the puzzle. Sure. <laughs> Hotel Don says, you mentioned before that the average KOL player decides whether they want to keep playing the game fairly quickly. Most accounts are created and then stop playing after a day or two, if I remember correctly. What data do you have on outliers? I played for about two months, lost interest, and then came back a year later and haven't stopped playing since. I was wondering if you had any insight on other statistical anomalies like me. And the main insight is that we should have been paying attention to the statistics and metrics since the beginning or should we have i mean who knows what it would have done i think that if i think it is possible that if we had sort of had a metric mindset from the very early days we could have grown more yeah and we we could have i mean there are a lot of things that we could have done differently right and you know we we were never we never sort of traced like where you came to KOL from where whether or not you donated based on that like so we just like maybe everybody who came to KOL from Facebook gave us money like I like I doubt that's true obviously right. but like but we don't know I mean, but we, we don't know. pay any attention I mean I there is a there is a part of me and I think it, you know it's like maybe the angry 30 year old inside me that is glad that we stuck to those guns. There weren't really guns, right? It was just laziness. It was just being busy working on a thing without an eye towards trying to make it a thing that would be like maximally optimally successful. Yeah. Like we're, we're not interested in the business side of it. Like we weren't trying if we to, can, if we can get away with not having to do it, we didn't have an exit strategy. We weren't like trying to grow to get acquired right. by somebody, you know, like what, Every time I go to GDC and see all of this, just like, hey, you can user acquisition, right? Like, yep. you pay us and we'll make people play your game. Like, what is the point of that, I think? Because it, I think the problem is that it's framed so f fucking gross, right? Like, it, like, instead of, here, we'll help you find an audience that will care about your product. It's like, here, we will... We'll, eyeballs we'll, we'll bring you some more grist filth humans for your yeah. for your filth mill right like i would much rather have a situation where like we we are a huge community of game players looking to hook up games with people that would enjoy their games right like okay yeah that seems like a a good match no money in that there probably would be money in that somebody who like actually sort of understood audiences and under like curated stuff for them i you know i don't know how it would work exactly but there'd probably be some way to monetize that like you could be that person you can like you listening to this podcast could figure out that idea turn it into a massive money-making success and then you could uh, give us a tiny percentage because you got the idea right here yeah yeah Bosebert says, two things I miss about the old Tower of the Naughty Sorcerer are the topiary golem puzzles and the scavenger hunt excitement of the tower kill and instrument items. I was wondering if you would maybe reintroduce those ever again, perhaps in the form of a secret backdoor to the new tower that lets players actually do the old tower. No, not as part of the main game flow. Um, I mean, the topiary puzzles were... They're an interesting gimmick, I guess... 
but they weren't like that good. The puzzles weren't that good, especially once you'd seen them all. Um, and so if it's going to be a puzzle that is just solved by rote, it might as well just be a button that you click right. with some systemic interaction, which is what all that stuff is now. Um, if you cross your eyes, there are two towers. Uh, there's Isengard and Orthanc. Yeah. That's the... Um, and the, the scavenger hunt aspect of it just became a worse and worse game as the game grew as larger. the game grew and there were more and more and more items and more and more and more places to go. Oh no, another pots also asked if we could make the witch s puzzles scroll uh, or shrink down. Yes, you can do it yourself. Kuarty says, "Can we get a witch's chat channel?" Thanks. Because there is the the PVP game associated with it that oh, yeah, makes that does some make sense. sense. Yeah. Somebody Somewhere. tried to get to to like by fiat start a uh uh, what the radio the tunable oh yeah thing, yeah uh, the walkie talkie walkie talkie thank you uh, I just couldn't think of the name uh, channel for that but people are like I already have it tuned to something that, that is my particular like interest so I'm not going to change it just to do you know like that's that's a weird like segregation like it's a exclusive an XOR chat channel Right. Which is different than your clan one, which is also an XR chat channel, but uh Uh Canopus writes, We should totally have gotten a horse as a familiar replacement in Avatar of West of Loathing, maybe modeled after Pete's motorcycle. Yeah, uh if I had hmm. had more time, I would have probably gotten rid of familiars and let you let you do some stuff with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Zen Zero Zero says, where were the pie-themed monsters for Pi Day slash Feast of Boros? Oh, man, was Feast of Boros on Pi Day? I also think huh. that Pi Day is dumb. and But you celebrate E-Day every year on by doing a bunch of E. February 74th? Is yeah. that, <laughs> that's true. I just, I, I just pick a random day in February, and I take drugs until I think it's February 74th. Um. What are there any other? Is there like mole day? There, there. What's is Planck's constant? Uh, man, Av yeah, Avogadro, Avogadro day. We just eat a bunch. So of June sixth would be Planck's constant. Um, <laughs> you have to get a cold and then eat a bunch of Avogadros. Planck's day, June zeroth <laughs> is Avogadros. So on the zeroth day of June, <laughs> eat June eat a zero. mole of avocados. <laughs> oh. No, it's the second, right? O two. Oh, okay, six point oh two. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Um, my famous numbers. He <laughs> googled. <laughs> oh, but, huh, that was actually surprisingly effective. So there's what pi and e pi. Yeah. E. Yeah. Um. Speed of light. Tw 22 oh no that's just 20 <laughs> the number 22 no it's just uh there's 25 of them and they're labeled with oh, numbers okay. um is anything else like sort of catching your eye a google zero is a famous number sure one one is the loneliest number seven was a pretty good movie starring kevin spacey and brad pinter sure. uh the golden ratio what so like january 6th the golden day and if you wait until just before sunset, it's the golden hour on the golden day. 
Anyway, this is dumb. Uh, I don't like. I I would. I don't think that I would put a Pi Day thing in KOL, and I would not put like a Star Wars thing in for May the Fourth. That's pretty funny, though. It it's clever, but it's not like it's a little. We do Cinco de Mayo. It's a little like internet basic. Cinco de Mayo is a real thing, right? It's like bacon and Cthulhu. It's like <laughs> you've got. There's there's just too much. What about Monty Python? That's not a day. <laughs> are you sure? Well, neither are Bacon and Cthulhu, but uh, <laughs> isn't that part of the radio alphabet? <laughs> bacon Cthulhu, Alpha Bacon Cthulhu. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Except it's like uh, what's what's some like Reddit meme thing that starts with an A? Uh, a lot. Okay. Yeah. But that's like I feel like Monty Python is aging out of relevance. Thank you. I don't know. Maybe is maybe it, is it relevance or popularity? Because it's always well, pop- popularity of being a thing that you reference all the time. Like okay. people our age maybe still do it, but it's fewer and fewer people get to our age without being a little better socially adjusted than that. Like, and they stop doing it all the time because they get picked off by dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The raptors. <laughs> the raptors only eat the dweebiest. That's why, because that's why they were going after that girl because she knew Unix. <laughs> it's true. Thrensa says, "Hey guys, any news either way on the West of Loathing classes becoming baseline? If you do, do you think you'd make a way for us to get West of Loathing avatar potions? Maybe summon one a day as a skill for maxing out starting skill points on a class. The Snake Oiler is my favorite class avatar picture by far. The little snake really kills it, and I'd love to be able to have it accessible outside the path. Eh, a bunch of people want this. Um, I am not going to make them normal classes because I just didn't design the skills to fit into the." into the perm landscape. Um, ACM says, okay, I'm not sure you guys know what a tutorial is. I can't make a single thing happen on a witch chess puzzle. I can't move the squares. I can't drag or click to make a path appear. Nothing. I have no idea whether I'll be any good at these puzzles, but for sure in the complete absence of any mechanical guidance, I'm never going to find out. That sucks. I wonder what browser she is using. And if there is some issue stopping it from functioning. Well, like, I guess we don't at any point say click on the lines, right? So if you are, trying to interact with the blank white squares in some way, nothing is going to happen. Right. So I, I I'm just assuming that the, like it was a failure of messaging of like what you can, what your goal with. is. Yes. Cause the very first tutorial puzzle is just make a path from start to end. Right. Cause there's the green dot and the red dot and you just, anything connects them and, and it's over and it's just a one by two grid. Right. Uh, Signs314 says, what's with the king, queen, and witch, witch as pieces? Uh, each drops a piece of gear useful for muscle, moxie, and mist classes, respectively, but all three pieces are best fought as a muscle class. In particular, the witch who drops the mist item reflects spells. I can understand making the pieces hard or having a piece counter the class that would most like its equipment, but it feels like muscle classes can get their gear and others easily, while mist classes have a much harder time for gear that isn't any better. I mean, I feel like that's just a consequence of KOL's combat system being really lopsided and not well thought out. Yeah. What I, was your What was your design thought there? I uh, so I, I when I you know the having the shield the ox drop a shield was sort of obvious, and then that gave me three other items, three sort of of the high end items to do. So I, I decided to theme them after the stats. And I tried to make the fights at least sort of 
thematic, but it it just isn't really viable. The fact that you can fight everything easily, most easily as a um, muscle class is just a consequence of combat, I think. Yeah, I don't know. The I think I probably screwed up with the the witch and the queen. For a while, the witch in my sort of uh, ordering was the strong strongest piece, and then we decided that the queen was actually going to be the strongest fight, and so that screwed things up a little bit. Hmm. And so I just I don't think I transferred over everything properly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I just screwed up a little bit in all of that it's hard to make something that like is best fought as a moxie class yeah i mean because we've never really done anything that's like uh the only way to kill like a monster that could only be killed by deleveling it to zero or ranged weapons yeah like but we don't really differentiate that right yeah. like there's not that it's the nice thing about the west of loathing combat system is that it actually can and we're setting it up to be more interesting for three different styles of combat. Yeah. From the ground up, which is good. Um, Luxander writes, So, as I'm sure you know, places in the kingdom are divided into different types. Outdoor, indoor, underground, and underwater. This was introduced about three years ago in May 2013 with the Florist Friar. As far as I'm aware, there's only a few things that take advantage of this besides the Friar and, of course, heavy rains. There's a Black Sea and Hollow Pewter and the Spelunk skill from Spelunky. Those are going to expire next year. Is there any plan to take advantage of this location division in the next year? I hope so. Or am I forgetting another mechanism that takes advantage of this interesting content vector besides heavy rains, which was a great challenge path? Then he says, I hope you read this uh, before my previous question. I realized I forgot barrels, which also take advantage of that interesting location phylum content vector i mean it's just there if we want it right just like uh round objects <laughs> are there yeah <laughs> we were so naive <laughs> billy bob fred says did we ever get a watsonian reason why getting the was name requires you to leave one frat and one hippie alive i imagine the doylest reason is to make the hard path hard but i'm only interested in the other reason anyway what's a watsonian reason i have no idea versus a doylest like doylest watsonian Some, okay something to do up. with sherlock holmes but i couldn't <laughs> tell you what yeah weird. the watsonian versus doylest trope as used in popular culture okay uh, educate us uh Watsonian or in-universe commentary restricts itself to making statements that are sensible within the story's reality. Watsonian explanations are things like character X was lying, he had plastic surgery over the summer, and the main character fell off a cliff. Uh, Doylist or out-of-universe commentary, I see. So something Watson explains versus something Doyle explains. Like the character versus the author. So like diegetic versus non-diegetic narrative justifications. So the the leaving one alive on both sides so that you can... Right, it, it makes it a puzzle. It's it that's that's the sort of doyalist side, but the isn't the isn't the important bit that you like bring the last two survivors together and then do something? Yeah, like? and then those are the bosses, right? Because yeah. they they are the bosses. <clears throat> right. The last one is the man on the frat side and the, the other was Nooski or whatever on the hippie side and you go to the battlefield when it is just the two yeah, generals left. Right. And that's like obviously a, a genuinely different state of the world in the world's terms uh shamu says how's it going this week uh, how's it going this week gentlemen any new developments on west of loathing well yes mm-hmm. lots of them 
Hot Stuff's been adding uh, trigger volumes, trigger colliders to to stairways stairs, uh, yep. so that people stop accidentally going up the stairs when they're trying to click on stuff near the stairs. Yep. Um, Unlike normal people who just use WASD to get around. <laughs> well, normal you can't use WASD on an iPad. Right. Couple KOL questions. How much meat is the new raffle sunk since its induction? Um, it, it sunk a bunch right away and then has sort of trailed off a little bit. Yeah, I looked, um, let me see the total. Oh, right. I'm not, my KOL login expired. Um, it's sold like 500,000 tickets, which means 5 billion. billion. Meat. Okay. Yeah, so it's like 5 billion meat. I mean, That's good. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's nothing like what comes in. You know, it, like we need a much larger faucet. Um, you mean sink? Yes. Uh, the unexpected extra round of gratitude chocolates is cool. Any chance of giving the Choctopus the ability to breathe underwater? Um, yeah. It's chocolate, not an yeah. actual fish. <laughs> also, octopuses breathe air. <laughs> um that was that was kind of a a nice surprise right because like anyone who was just sticking around for the three months that we had told people we were going to give those things for and then bailed yeah was just cheated themselves out of the yeah the, well, the that, that would have been very clever of us if we had done it on <laughs> right <laughs> um <laughs> The amazing Mr. Toothpaste writes, I recently had a clanny come back from an extended hiatus and she was all set to finish a 12-day hardcore ascension in the new path, but her 12-day run grew two sizes that day. It turned into a 14-day run in the blink of an eye because you can only get one key a day from the daily dungeon and they aren't zappable like they were before her three-and-a-half-year hiatus. That kind of stinks and I felt bad for her. Has there been any way, any more attention given to the idea of those secondary mini-dungeons to get you an additional key or two per day? I remember a while back you guys mentioned an idea to make something like a 30-turn mini-dungeon for each of Boris, Jarlsberg, and Sneaky Pete, and at the end would be their respective key. It sounded like it was specifically to help people who get caught at the end of a run without any other keys and it would have been really nice in this instance is that still a thing that might be in the works it is still a good idea i think because that does suck like i thought you could get more tokens and stuff though i thought there were methods to like get other keys i mean you can get another one from the game inform pro dungeon but i don't think that there has been a way i mean because the keys became quest items with the tower revamp right um, you know, you can pull the pies, but not in hardcore. Right. You can pull the pies, if you know what I mean. Uh, Attack Ferret says, Hi, Jif and Frotops. Well, geez. Uh, Frotos sounds like Protoss. A couple of really long... Um, How did the long questions get in your short filter? Well, I, I sort of started sorting, sorting my newest. Oh, okay. Uh, it starts out, I get the sense that you guys, Jick in particular, grow somewhat weary of working on KOL as much as you do, and recall Jick expressing frustration at the feeling that working on KOL has become more of an obligation to keep the lights on while working on your current passion project. And it's basically just in, in a lot of words saying that it would be fine with him if content came out at a slower pace because he is a person who feels like overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that comes out. You're suggesting like recycling old challenge paths and stuff, which I don't think that we need to do. Like that's not a big deal. The sort of new model for items of the month that we're working under, we've yet to go through a full cycle of it to like really see how it's going to go. But like, it seems like it's going to be fine. Like, and that honestly fixes it for me. Like, 
I like not just having to do all of that sort of cognitive effort every, every month. single month. It just so dramatically improves the balance between KOL and other stuff. And, and it's like I'm really just kind of amortizing it across a bunch of people, but that's, it seems like it's going to be fine. Um, I mean, I guess we haven't really talked about this publicly. The I, think, whole, I thought you did. Maybe not. Well, we, I, mean, I, I guess we just talked about the scheme. fact that... Yeah, I mean, so we talked about how you guys did the witch chess without me. Right. Um, but, like, we're basically moving to a model where the four of us are taking every fourth item of the month and just, like, one of us will be the lead on it, decide what it is, just get support from the other people. But, like, I'm doing this item of the month, and then I just don't really have to do another one for four months, and that's fucking rules. Um, huh? Three months. Well, three months. Well, sure. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, and we're actually like putting some structure in place, like that we need to like spec this out three weeks ahead of time so that we can spend a week implementing and then a week testing and like have time to, for those things to slide if they have to, yeah. um, you know, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. The, I mean, the first month is going great, but the first month I'm leading in. So it's like, well, I. You have know to, how to do it. I have to set an example. And I also like I'm the one of us that can kind of do all the parts of it. So it's, you know, we'll see. But I'm very, very optimistic about it. Um, Attack for it continues. Also, let me add, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and really, really enjoy listening to them. I enjoy everybody's sense of humor and pray, though I'm an ardent atheist, that even if you were to scale back on KOL content production, please continue making both podcasts weekly. I enjoy Banner in both podcasts. I also miss Advice Hot Dog. Video Games Hot Dog stands on its own as a legitimate general video games podcast, of course, but I also appreciate that you keep in touch with your client slash fan base by answering questions and addressing KOL-related topics in the Thursday show, though I don't really care what topics you're discussing. Some of the best <laughs> moments are when you go off topic and drift into a Penn Sunday School-esque format in which you just talk about whatever topic comes up. For what it's worth of the 20 or so podcasts that I actually subscribe to. I always listen to new episodes of Hot Dog Network podcasts first and alternate between old episodes of the Thursday show, Video Games Hot Dog, and new episodes of other podcasts. Um, well, thanks. Let me make one suggestion. Uh, last suggestion. If your primary focus were to switch from KOL in your Thursday podcast, say, to West of Loathing, please keep an occasional segment in your podcast to talk KOL and answer questions. I'm going to play West of Loathing for sure, but making sure to use my adventures in KOL will always be a part of my routine, as long as you guys allow it to be. Um, yeah, no, I mean... West of Loathing is not going to merit a weekly podcast. Yeah. It's like, not the same it, kind of thing. It's not the same kind of thing. It's not like an ongoing living experience, right? It's it's just going to be a video game. Yeah. Like I can imagine us doing some like special episodes for it, but... Like when, it, like when, when it learns when it how comes to out. smoke pot yeah. and <laughs> yes, its first yes. date. Yeah, and, and we'll have the one that's like the clip show of... <laughs> Where it gets molested by the guy at the bike store. Yeah. <laughs> um oh man have you guys been watching fuller house no no either I <laughs> Threnza writes can we have a flip table option when doing the witch s puzzles it doesn't need to be anything but back away from the current puzzle but boy would it make me feel good sometimes really though these puzzles are so damn good have you ever thought about converting this into an app even if you just released it for free it seems like a well-reviewed app would be nice to have on the company profile so damn good I would feel weird about releasing an app that was a, just a witch, a, a witness ripoff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like yeah. it's it, fine. It was it was already up to a line uh, doing it as as sort a of, line. <laughs> uh, doing it the way we did, but I felt okay about it because enough people were like, "Oh, is this what the witness is like?" I'm totally going to play that now. Yeah, that's good. So, 
Riffarama writes, I didn't know about the whole making all the old trophies available again thing until I heard it mentioned on the last podcast. Thought I was going to write in and say, Reindeer Hunter, check the wiki first. Turns out, not so much. It surprised me. Is this part of a general move to make old collectible things available again? No, just trophies. I, I want to convert trophies over to a thing where we tell you how to get them, and I want to make the the more sort of arduous ones less arduous, and I want to just be friendlier with that as like sort of move on to kind of an achievements model rather than whatever it was before, whatever it was modeled after. Um, also, I noticed Jake and hot stuff using the word like really frequently. Is this also a relatively new thing or am I just generally slow to notice what you guys are up to? It's all the time we've been spending on Facebook. You think poke, poke, poke. I, I haven't been spending time on Facebook. Also, poking is not a thing anymore. It keeps telling me that I have pokes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Are they slow pokes? Apparently. Oh. As Fagis says, now that the N-Gallon hat has made the cowboy hat.gif image more prominent, the extra pixel on the top right side of the brim is bothering me more. How hard of a thing is that to fix? Would it be a big deal to fix it? That would be great. If not, no big deal, I guess. Uh, I'm going to look at this. The extra pixel? Yeah, he says there's an extra pixel on the brim of the hat. How's how? What does that even mean? Maybe it, that's like a fly. Oh, huh. Is it just like a a stray black yeah, pixel? It's just or a little. No, it's not. I mean, it's just a. It's a consequence of the fact that it was drawn with an ink pen, right? It's just a little thickening of the oh, line. I see. It's remarkable that that is so infrequent that somebody picked up on it on that item and it bothers them right because you do all of the art with the same pen right yeah Vinny B says regarding Kickstarter reservations please reconsider y'all definitely need some help with publicity even if not monetarily yeah I basically have been talked into it from every direction at the same time we'll, we'll see I mean being able to just be honest and we'll say like alright well we're done with the game but Let's see if we can get some money to spend some more time polishing it. Yeah. And let you guys, you know, like basically, if you back the game, you'll just get the version of it that we would have released. Otherwise, we like we'll just send you a Steam key as soon as the Kickstarter is over. And it's basically the game. But then we'll be adding stuff, but like not stuff that breaks your save or whatever. Right. Mm. Just like more areas, more random encounters, more 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 of that sweet sweet content promising not to break saves is a big promise well would, we'd have to be, be very hesitant we'd have to be very careful promise that but, yeah because you know for all we know there's all kinds of bugs out there and we'd have to you know and to deal with those it might cause but being able to push problems. i mean we can just run we can have a script that runs like in kol that just fixes that's true flag issues that we know that we know about right yep um Hello, says Happy Dance. Which S is fun? I feel like I've accomplished something when I complete the daily challenge without spoilers or help. Should I not feel that way because these puzzles are for babies? I don't do many puzzle <laughs> things. Glad to give you guys my money. Happy Dance. No, some of them are really, really hard. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't know how far you've gotten into it, to it, but there's there's a couple of patches around, especially like around the 50s to 60 area. And then like the 120s gets really rough. A lot of those are Riff's fault. <laughs> oh, sure. Blame it on me. <laughs> 
Rabbit House says, <clears throat> hey there, so I've been messing around on the tutorials for Witches, and I was wondering if there would be a way to get better feedback than just nope or wrong when you don't get it right. Yeah. The way the solver works makes that very, very difficult. Yeah. We, like, that was definitely part of our, like, stretch ideal situation, but it, it just was not. When we very first conceived it, Riff and I thought we were going to have to make a bunch of puzzles that just had one unique solution. Yeah, we, um, we were not convinced that it would be possible to have a dynamic solver at all. And C.D. Moyer was like, ah, I got this. Yeah, and, and so he, very he did all the work on that. And so we were just psyched to have anything that allowed us to have variable solutions, um, period. And that, so the, the fact that there are a handful of issues with it, like there are a couple of, of border situations where there's a there should be a valid solution. And it just doesn't recognize it. And then there's one weird solution situation, which I saw somebody post last night that uh, is an invalid solution that it marked correct. So I don't understand how that happened. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Lixender says, if puzzle plus muscle is a puzzle, does that mean we're working on our core puzzle skills? Does that mean we're working on our core puzzles? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sular the second says armored prawn is classified as decent whereas the funk is qualified as epic the funk gives less to moxie than armored prawn gives to every stat armored prawn also gives an init buff both have the same toxicity I'm not saying the funk shouldn't be epic just if it qualifies as epic then armored prawn definitely should too yeah I just made that epic the, the designators of quality on spleen items are uh, at this point are, totally arbitrary they're really arbitrary yeah Sular the second says, I just wanted to say this is my favorite item of the month ever. Wow, so good. I have no idea what I'd use it for in run yet, though from what I can tell it's pretty useful for that too. But man, these puzzles are fun. Not to mention they work really well on my phone. This is also like the third or fourth time I've submitted, wow, this is my favorite item of the month ever to the radio show. And it's been true at the time every time. So keep up the great work. They just keep getting better. Yay. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched that people are happy with this. I was really nervous. Captain Creepy writes, have you ever considered an undead spleen familiar? I love zombie runs a lot, but I always miss my spleen familiars. I'm, I, well, I've considered not doing any more spleen familiars ever. So in that way, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when there is one, it will probably be undead. Mm -hmm. Peter Petrelli says, request, can we get KOL in HTTPS? Let's encrypt. And uh, it's pretty easy to set up and having an encrypted connection would make me feel much better about my password safety. Yeah, very soon. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. There, oh, that's part of the new deal. Yep. They're cool. It has been like we've had a certificate for two years at least. Yeah. And the problem is up until two weeks from now, images are served using light HTTPD, which does not support oh, HTTPS. That was, the, that was the holdup? Well, because if you... If you're loading an HTTPS page and loading images off of a non-secure server, it th the browser often browsers will throw up a warning about that every single time oh God. that you have to click through. And it was just super annoying. And for a long time, we didn't want to do it for everything because it we were kind of straining the hardware. Right. Right. And it was like not as I, like, I think it's been optimized over time. But yeah, it there's no excuse to not be doing it anymore. And we we will pretty soon. I mean, we've got some new we've got some new stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really any reason to not talk about it at this point. Like, essentially, we're not 
as of December, we're not working with our old server guy anymore and we're migrating out of the co-location in the data center in Phoenix to the cloud. Um, so there's just a bunch of things changing on the back end that shouldn't be noticeable at all. Like if you're listening to this podcast, for instance, you are using some stuff that's already been migrated to the cloud. So, um, <clears throat> and by cloud, he means, but yeah, I had to turn that off. It just kept putting, but into KOL text, <laughs> you saw that, uh, that an article was actually published with, which was like, Oh, small fingered vulgarian yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. pretty good it is pretty good um but yeah once everything is once everything is over on aws uh it's trivial to just and it's already using let's encrypt like we're already we've already got it all set up we got the certificate and everything and, and everything supports it over there and it will just be fine it will be slightly more expensive but way more flexible um We yeah. think. Hmm? We think. Yeah, we think. It's a little scary. But, you know, the other thing that's scary is that the hardware just keeps getting older. And I stay the same age, <laughs> by which I mean I'm barely spending any time in Phoenix anymore. And so if anything happens, I just, I'm going to have to get on a fucking plane to go fix it instead of just a 10 minute drive, which I am just less and less. That situation gets less and less acceptable with every passing month. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Seba uh, says, curious, why aren't the joke items from the Halloweener dog usable on somebody in Ronin and Hardcore? I don't see any Ascension relevance. My clanny and I would love to send each other spiders and trolls and hearts. Yeah, there's probably no reason for that. I think just the default position on curse items is that they're not usable on not usable in Ronin and Hardcore. Let me let me see. Maybe I can just deal with that now. This terminal window is uh, is uh, totally expired. Yes, I do want to. How come all your stuff just keeps dying? It's because this is kind of a long show. Man, soon I'm going to have to figure out a whole new way to log on to everything, man. Yeah, that's I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, you know, it's trivial. Like, is it? Yeah, I've already got it set up at home and here. And okay. it's yeah, there's it's easier than what we're doing now. Um, and everything is just in one fucking place. And it's like, oh, I decided to name this directory var local www on this server for whatever reason. So that sometimes it's that and sometimes it's Ugh. Jeff, who needs him? Not us. I mean, he was great for a really long time and he worked at a deep discount. But he was a Linux guy. It's mm, <laughs> true. Uh, how does this even work, man? How does this work? <laughs> Pretend someone else is Bill Gates. Was some did somebody throw a pie at Bill Gates at some point? What? That seems like a thing that would have happened. Huh. I can't page down in this. Well, I guess this wasn't as easy as I thought. Um, I don't know how that, I don't know how curse items, not letting people, not letting people use them on people in Ronin works. Um, 
Hi guys, says Curly Rotini. I just wanted to know, since I started playing after the class revamp events, if I fight these monsters via faxing, can I still get the items that lead to a boss fight? Like the Chef Boy R&D business card, Abyssal Battle Plans, or a Suspicious Address. If you don't know offhand, could somebody look it up and share the answer, please? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm curious what what happens. Like, let me let me look at the... Let me just look at the Chef Boy... Chef Boy R&D's business guy. Um, wow, that was in 2013. Jesus. <laughs> so you can still use it. Um, let me look. Whoa. This is some good podcast. 6898. Yeah, no. It, so it looks like you can still use that card to fight the boss. Where does that card come from? <laughs> That's always the hardest part. What were me. any of those monsters called? They were like, it was like the, art, I bet artificial, no. Um, they were like the weird pasta additives, right. like the macaroni and cheese. Was there, hmm, man. Oh man, remember how I fucked up something in the Monster Spindler and every time you look at a list of monsters there are just a bunch of uh, double quotes Comments. and semicolons yeah. at the top of the <laughs> Spindler? That's pretty good. What are any of those monsters called? I don't remember how that event worked at all. There were just wandering monsters that were like the weird pasta... Pastamancer revamp event, he googled. Let's <laughs> see, so that card... I'm just looking at the KOL wiki. Oh, yeah. That's where I usually go to find out where things come from. What does it drop from? Uh, it is obtained from the frozen bag of tortellini, possessed jar of Alfredo, or possessed can of linguini O's. Okay, so it looks like it does not drop as a normal event. Or it does not drop as a normal item. Um, so is it from like a code block? It's from an execute on win, missed underscore event win. Uh, let's look at that code block. I hope the mic is picking up the typing sounds. Yeah, I hope it is too. Uh, no, that is the drop of that card is restricted by rollover. So if you fight that bag of tortellini, it will not drop the business card at this point, um, which is, you know, clearly what I intended at some point. P.S. I'm addicted to KOL and I love you for it. Well, thanks. Tor it's nice to see that somebody came in after the class revamps. It's Loves still, KOL. Still in love. Uh, looks and Phil, no, Phil says, hi, Sam, you mentioned last week being able to see how many raffle tickets were bought. Are we supposed to be able to see that? No, I mean, you can see how many tickets the winners bought. Can you? Or is that just on dev? I don't think it's just on dev. Um. I thought it was just on dev. There's a total number of tickets purchased, oh, okay. which is just on dev, but... There's like the yesterday's winners thing. Extra column. Oh no, if which box equals dev. That's not visible to yeah. people not on dev. Yeah, well, never mind. People have been winning with just one ticket purchased. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, let's look at yesterday's winners, for instance. Um. Grand prize winner bought 200 tickets. 
second, third, and fourth got 10, 4,471, and 350. So that 10 ticket, 10 ticket guy did okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't realize. Normally I will specify in a dev only readout that it is a dev only readout. Oh, that's true. Um, I guess this predated that. How many other things do you think are standard that are dev only that you don't know about? Dun dun dun. Bosbert says cowpunchers attack unarmed and have a special relationship with cow eruption. Snake oilers benefit from venom and medicine and have an edge in getting venom. Is there anything intrinsically special about bean slingers? No. Well, there's the squeezing the beans, right? Oh yeah, but that's just like a skill that they've got, right? I mean, yeah. It's I guess. Do you consider like chef staves to be something special because they have a thing that's like that, right? You know, but. Somersalter says, was it intentional that the snake oiler icon is S-shaped? No. Is that was kind of an accident, but I like it. Asfig says, well, I finally did it. It took like 10 years and a nerf to the size of the pasta, but I finally ate 227 fettuccine in Kanu. And guess what? No trophy. Just kidding. I knew there wasn't a trophy. I still ate the fettuccine, though, because I thought it would be funny. That is pretty funny. Um, there's some people asking for some stuff to be added to... Uh, the daily reminder options, which is nice. Luxender says, there seems to be a paucity of snakes in the kingdom, or at least true snakes, that is, those that drop <laughs> snake oil, which leads me to the question, what led to the decision to exclude the Jacob's Adder from the snake category? Well, because it's not... Isn't it just electricity? It's just electricity, yeah. It's not... Not to say that just electricity is bad. It's just not exactly a snake that you can oil... <laughs> Goulash Kanona says, about the AWOL Wanderers, currently they seem random except for the first per run. Would it be thinkable to have some kind of queue akin to the combat queue to reduce the wild swing? Getting nothing but unguliths is pretty solid run murdering potential. I wonder why that is. Why it does it ruin the run or? Yeah, because like you're not getting drops. From, it's, like there are like, drops that you want from yeah. the other ones that are. Like what? The quest drops? Don't, there's lots of places where you want stuff from monsters right no 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 Where, what what do you get from the other wandering monsters that you don't get from unguliths that make getting nothing but unguliths in the high level zones oh, I was just assuming that that was an example as opposed to specifically the unguliths no it was specifically the unguliths like it oh. was like because there is no mitigation stopping you from getting nothing but unguliths oh, that see. has the potential to murder your run and I'm wondering what is it about getting that particular random wandering oh, monster I misunderstood that question. makes it significantly less valuable than the others and i don't that, know yeah, i don't know what it is maybe somebody will explain it to me deadly angel 2011 says any chance of removing the mysticality requirement for the el vibrato translator i'd like to be able to complete madness at the mind quest between ascensions oh does it have like a high mysticality requirement el vibrato is such a high level situation that that would not surprise me if it did you know, all it does is the translation. I'm fine with taking the requirement off of it. Did you just do that? I did. Moggle Zero says, due to the recent interest, do you think the Conspiracy Island charters will ever be on sale again? No. We, we just, we don't do that. Um, haha, recent interest. Still nobody's found it. Good. Nobody's figured it out. It's the man. We're like the we're the holdout, the one undata mineable part of the whole arg. It's good. K 
Killer Bobzilla says, hey guys, follow up question about somebody else's question. What if there was a way to discover new recipes by spending adventures, but only recipes that you currently hold the ingredients for? Something like mess around in the kitchen, three adventures, would look at what ingredients you have and see what you can make, then randomly pick one you hadn't already discovered. If you can't make anything, maybe it randomly consumes some ingredients, or maybe it just eats those adventures and says, sorry, you couldn't make anything. Yeah, I wouldn't charge three adventures for that, I don't think. You know, there's a thing in in the haunted library that does that, that just reveals recipes, but nobody ever really talks about it. I think it's a little, does it just pick from available possible recipes that you don't know? Or does some it even, kind of constraints? Yeah. Does it even care if you it, know? No, it was pre discovery. I think it, I think it just checks. It's not ones that you don't know necessarily. I, I also don't know if the, cause there's a thing in madness bakery that does that. It's just got like a list of recipes that it will tell you about. Um, but that actually adds the discoveries, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it probably is coded to do ones that you don't already have, but it's only ones that are made with ingredients from within the bakery. Right. Right. So it's like just stuff that you can make with wads of dough. So they're mostly just new items that I made up when the bakery rolled out, (laughs) rolled out (laughs) (laughs) dinner troll, dinner troll and the creep. Oh God. So good. Therensa says, hi guys, hot stuff. I agree with Jake that a Kickstarter for West of Loathing seems weird at this point. I would be worried that Kickstarter bloat could potentially delay releasing the game that I want to play. Jake, I agree that hot stu- with hot stuff that taking our money early to ease any financial fears would be a good idea. I, don't, I think doing your own store would be fine though. Buy a ticket out West pre-order or an express ticket out West beta access or any random extras you would add via Kickstarter directly through you. Talking to some journalists at GDC, a Kickstarter is a just a really good way to get some attention. <laughs> And we actually have their names, so hopefully they will actually write about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, a successful Greenlight campaign will also be something to point to, like, oh, check it out, these people that made this, like, because right now we're, like, classic, <laughs> right? These people that made this game 13 years ago still have this fan base after 13 years. Right. That's a story that you can write. Yeah. The only, um, the only worry I have is the, the possibility of ending up with, like, the preview situation where the news comes out, Hey, this game will be released in four months. And then four months later, when it comes out, nobody says anything about it. Yeah. That happens either way. Like release dates are kind of meaningless at this point, except for the biggest, most like hyped things, right? Like early access. Does it Kickstarter? Does it? Yep. Uh, would you guys like to go get some food? Yes. Sure. Me too. I really hope Jim is here. Me too. Uh, guys, I don't remember how to end this podcast or any <laughs> po- I don't remember how to do this podcast. Um, we were able to start early, which is nice. We got, we got through a lot of questions. Made it back to the beginning of March. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like almost as far back as it's been since we've done a podcast. Cool. I'm going to read the next couple shortest ones. Tal the Wicked says, what would be my spooky Halloween name? G- it's already ghoul, pretty spe- pretty ghoul pretty the wicked wicked yeah uh, tal the wicker man how did you get burned t- t- uh can candle made of tal ta- oh no i give up pass tallow yeah uh, tallow creams Ugh. oh man like a mallow cream pumpkin yeah, yeah. good mallow cream pumpkin the wicked yeah <laughs> 
Sven Northeast Northwest says, what's your favorite Dreadsylvania boss? Let's see. What are they? There's. There's the wolf. There's, there's Drunkula. Fell, fell from Sky. There's Uncle the, the un, uh, Uncle Skeleton. Unkillable the Skeleton. Unkillable, yeah, uh, uh, Uncle Skeleton is clearly our favorite. Uh, Mayor <laughs> the, Ghost. Yeah, Mayor the Zombie. Ghost. I like the Zombie Homeowners Association. Yeah, yeah, that's like, a funny idea. Yeah. I um, like the mechanic of Mayor Ghost. Yeah. The Unkillable Skeleton was like the weakest. That was the like last idea. It was like, oh, what should this boss be? Eh. Um, the, the unkillable skeleton is really the saucerer of Dreadsylvania bosses. Um, Drunkula is pretty good. Yeah, Drunkula is good. I like I like how his drops thematically align with him, like the thing that lets you adventure while you're drunk. Um, mm. I like how his hard mode requires you to go in there drunk. Like it's, I don't know that man. Dreadsylvania was fun to make, and it was pretty good. I think it just didn't have the right kind of challenge hook to like really get the sort of culture that Hobopolis got the we- the like speed run the speed run yeah and i just specifically wanted to do one that didn't have that as like hey the way to play this best is to play at least right you know but that's just kind of what KOL is so well what what KOL is is a game where to play the best is to play the least and what this podcast is is uh, to listen the best is to listen the least so <laughs> let's end it okay <laughs> That's a good tagline. Sure. Let's end it. Sign off. Let's end it all. (laughs) It's the only honest ending. I regret nothing. Have a great week, everybody.